I don't know about you guys, but uh, whenever I hear this song, for some reason, I always think of like Corona football versus Owasso football. Uh, and as somebody who is in that rivalry, uh, it's funny from like the outside looking in. Just uh, they're not the best teams, not the best programs. Uh, never have been, never was. I just imagine the past like maybe the past ten years since that rivalry ever got renewed. Um, just like that, what the promo would be like leading up to that game. So this is my best interpretation of how ESPN would bill that matchup between the two Titans. I'm not putting much thought into this. I'm just going to wing it. So here we go. Two crosstown rivals. These teams hate each other. The Barn Boys versus the Kerwoodians. The battle for their lone win of the season. Two legendary programs who haven't won games since 1948. Who will win this matchup of the Titans? College game day, on next. Quick disclaimer, that intro was about not the current teams, uh, their seasons are still to be played, uh, who knows, and not the current programs. That is of the Owasso and Corona that I grew up knowing. Basically, 2000 to when I graduated, 2017. All right, let's have a good pod. All right, Fast X Sports Show, August 30th. It's a very, 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 very special edition. Best pod of the year, college football preview. Um Week one coming at us hot. Week zero, we're going to have a little bit of a recap of week zero. We're talking about Jake Paul today. We're talking about um, the high school football team that pulled one over right over ESPN's eyes. Uh, we're talking about everything we've done the last week. Uh, we're getting to all that, but first, let's just catch up a little bit. Um, listen, I'm going to take the reins on this right off the rip. Uh, so I was in Detroit this past weekend for my one-year anniversary. Uh, you knew that. Um, yep, I did. Let's just say I used to be a, a, a bigger drinker. You know, I, I used to be probably every weekend I would drink pretty much uh, from the ages of 18 to 20, uh, 22 now. Since coronavirus, really, COVID was kind of the what kickstarted it. I, I really have not drank that much anymore. Uh, so do you think that's months. like, do you think that is from just not wanting to or just sick of it or so here's what i'm realizing and i'm not sure if it's because i don't drink anymore but at about 11 30 p.m i uh i found myself with my face stuck in a toilet and in between belches all i could think is why on god's green earth does anyone drink this poison that is what alcohol is it is poison dude i think it's you who has the famous quote of saying essentially junior year of college you you did not go a single day without drinking a beer i do not know how you functioned i do not know how you did not wake up every morning wanting to put a bullet through your skull but dude when i say alcohol is just i don't know if i'm allergic to it because when i say i had did not have that much i did not have that much maybe a total of everything combined maybe the equivalent of like three shots and five beers. So here's beers. the here's the thing. I don't know how I did it either. I'm kind of on your side on this. 
because I don't know how I function. I literally have no idea. I like it was literal clockwork. I would come in the house and I'd just get flipped a beer. Like just tossed a beer. And I'm not sure how I did that. I have no idea. You know, how. like the, the history of alcohol. I was on our YouTube rabbit hole on kind of how alcohol is. This is This is going to be like good. Natural. It's not natural. So listen, back in like 200 years ago, we were in the middle of like if, if, if alcohol, like the, the the amount of alcohol in a typical drink was like a, a S curve. We are literally like going straight up right now. In well, yeah, dude, they're making years, seltzers that are like. 99% booze. I know. So listen to this. 200 years ago, the highest alcohol that you would have found in any drink would have been like 2%. 2%. Can you imagine? Just, well, just, I just think about, imagine Prohibition. Yeah, we got beer. It's pretty much like opening up a can of pop. <laughs> it literally, root beer. Can of root beer, man. It's essentially what they were drinking. Can you, uh, <laughs> dude? Yeah, beer. <laughs> so what they do is essentially this whole the, the, this the, the distilling process vaporizes the alcohol to like it's like the most it's like it's kind of like what you like what people do with weed nowadays where it's like it's the most like distilled like fermented like amount of alcohol in this thing naturally the most you can get is like maybe six or seven percent. We get all the way up to, I don't even know what some of the vodka we drink is. What is it, like 50 or something? Um, I, I currently have a bourbon and a gin in my cupboard that is 105 proof. That should not be possible. That is not, like, naturally, like, do through fermentation or whatever. That is not possible. I went to a, okay, uh, just a little side, side note off of that. I went to a, um, I went to all the distilleries in Kentucky. And I did, like, flight testing and whatever. Like, okay, flights of, like, beer, mimosas, cool. But, like, flights of bourbon? Dude, I was wasted. It had like a, and I had, like, an eight-hour car ride in front of me. So, I guess where I'm going with this is that, essentially, I'm just out on alcohol, man. Liquor I'm, is, I mean. I'm so out on it. I hadn't drank in maybe... I haven't drank hard in maybe two, three months, and all that this showed me is that I'm, I, it's weird to say as a 22-year-old, my body can't do it anymore. It never could. It never was the best at it, but now it's like if I'm – like if at my best, my drinking was like a Trent Dilfer-style quarterback, like that was like the skill level of it. Now I'm like Trent Dilfer on the decline. So it's like... Trent Dilfer, uh, man, he's been in the news. He's been in the news. <laughs> Dude, he's a freaking psychopath, man. Did you see I, his... I'm, I, I'm not saying he should be like fired or anything, but what in God's green earth was going on on that sideline? Did you see those comments he made afterwards? Yeah, that he... Uh, it basically was him apologizing. Yeah, he pretty much like sucked the, sucked the kid's dick. Well, I mean, what do you... Dude, I mean, the kid... I didn't deserve to be all over ESPN for that. Well, the uh, best part about it is that they were actually up like 50. Yeah. It was their third. If I had to guess what was going on in that game, they were doing a little bit of taunting. Oh, yeah. I mean, wouldn't you, dude? They're kicking the shit out of somebody. <laughs> like, why would you not? Like, I don't know why. I mean, our old coach, our old coach, we're, we were going for two after we yeah. were like whipping the shit out of him. He was all yeah. for it. Do you, uh, 
just to circle back and then we'll, we'll move on. Yeah, yeah. What is your, uh, like, where do you stand on alcohol? Are you uh, it's not, it's not the part of me, like, handling it because, like, for some reason, like, I can still, like, handle it. Like, that's two things my body is, like, kind of meant for. Uh, road trips, like, eating awful food, like, on road trips and beer and, like, just drink it. Like, shots. I love shots. So, like, I mean, I'm not out on it, but what I am out on is the prices. I'm out on the prices. I'm, I'm out on uh, fats. Think about, take a guess of when, when, when people come to visit out here or just a random weekend. If you're just going to go out Friday and Saturday night, take a guess on how much Yo-Yo spent. We, we talked about this off camera, um, and I, I actually guessed within $50 of how much you spent, uh, and I guessed $600. Um, not exactly 600 Definitely a little bit less than that, but in the in the ballpark, yeah. So, like, in that, in that case, I'm out as well when it comes to the prices, but when it comes to, like, no, I, I will always be able to take shots. I won't, you know. That's just how maybe maybe I mean obviously this is probably for the better for yourself. Yeah, I'm dude. I'm done with it. it it's I don't need it to have fun anymore. I don't. Well, I, I mean, I this, don't find myself ever just like at like a wayside or like somewhere where I'm like picking up girls where I just, I don't need the, the like liquid confidence. That's the only reason I ever drank it anyway. Cla- it classic saying. Yeah, you don't need it, man. Yeah, I, I could go for a run without, you know, shoes, but, you know, it's a lot easier when you have shoes, man. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, that's that's a fact. But now it's like whenever I'm drinking, I'm like hanging with my friends, hanging with my girlfriend, or I don't need to be drunk to have fun with those people. A hundred percent. You're right. I agree. I a hundred percent agree as well. But you, And then, so just down, down to Troy, one other thing that I've always noticed I'm horrible at, um, like panhandlers or i don't know what you would call them i guess so i'm walking down the street of detroit spare uh, change spare change this is right before i'm heading to the hotel and i'm just well, I, dude, I'll, if i'm if i'm walking if a homeless guy asks me for cash and i have cash in my wallet I, i'm gonna give it to him you I, motherfucker i just can't like stare you in the eyes and say no it, 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 but so i'm i'm walking down the street of detroit me and, and my girlfriend we're going and this guy comes up to me, and he's got this cologne. That's always a dead giveaway, the cologne, man. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, You're right. What type of racket this guy's got going, where he, I got I figured when he's handing it to me, like, uh, I, before I even know, this cologne's in my hand, and I'm smelling it. And I'm, like, thinking, like, hey, how much is this going to be? Like, maybe The second 10, you grab it, you're fucked. 10, 15, 20 bucks? Like, how much is this going to be? Um, and the guy's like, uh, $40. And I'm just thinking to myself, dude, Forty dollars for some side of the road cologne. Like one, if this was like ten, fifteen bucks, I probably would have bought it from him. Um, wow. So he says that I'm like, uh, I don't got cash, man. Sorry. And dude, you know it's funny how these guys they don't like, and I and there there could be all sorts of reasons. This guy did not like. This guy was not homeless. This guy was like, no. He was, was he was he still ragging on you afterwards? I hate that. So, like just accept so, no, the no. Funny, I don't got cash. He goes, oh, there's an ATM right inside this door. Follow me, dude. What a literally right around the corner. <laughs> So while he, while I'm following this guy in, I'm like, dude, I can. And I, Wait, you I, followed I, him in to the I'm ATM. I'm supposed for not just saying no to this guy, but while I'm walking in, I'm like, all right, I'm going to act like my, because my Huntington card has been messing up lately where it's like, 
it has not been letting me in. Sir. That's so unbelievable like, gonna, that you walked in there, man. I, so I'm just like, unbelievable. I'm just going to act like, I know. It was one of those things where I was like, what? Like, as I was doing it, I'm like, what are you doing? My brain. Inside my brain, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? So I'm following this guy in here to, like, this little, like, lobby of, like, a hotel-type place. And my girlfriend's coming with me. And she's obviously, I'm not, like, spelling out to her exactly what I'm about to try to do. So she's like, kind of like, doesn't know what's going she's on. She's like, "What are you so doing?" Like, this, yeah, this I can see her saying. Point. I can literally see her saying, "What are you doing?" Yeah, like, so, so, um, I'm like <laughs> here at this kiosk. Like, I know, I know what I'm in my brain, like what I'm about to do. Like, so I don't have to pay for this, but she does not. So I'm like at this kiosk, like typing it in, and I'm like, this guy's like, he can't see the screen. He's like ten feet away. So I'm like, I'm like playing it out of my head, like, all right, I'm just gonna act like my card isn't working. So I'm like putting it in, and then I'm like pressing cancel, like on the screen, <laughs> like I keep Yikes. doing it. And my girlfriend goes, literally the loudest can be, like, "What are you doing? Why are you pressing cancel?" No. <laughs> and I'm just dude, game I'm like, over. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm like, I act like I didn't even hear. Like, what the heck's going on with this damn thing? It's not working. And I so I just like turn to this guy. I'm like, yeah, hey, I don't know what's going on, man. It's just not letting me pull cash out. Then he goes, hey, you got cash out. Dude, these guys don't stop. Now, okay, now here, here's my thought on it. Here's my thought. Like, okay, if I was homeless, I can't say that I wouldn't be the same way. Like, I would be the exact know, same I, way. You gotta respect the hustle. That's why, I, that's why I never just, like, shut them right down. Yeah, I mean, like, dude, like, if it's... have a million reasons why you can buy it. It's so true, dude. You know what? It's so true. It's so true. I, I have a bunch of homeless that sit out... Not to cut you off, continue the story, but... Uh, side note, I have a bunch of homeless that hang around in the front of my entrance of my apartment. And I was walking with my coworkers of, you know, the bar, you know, Hoover's I work for. Right. And um, they were like, because I was, you know, walking with two, like, with, with two, like, I would say attractive women. They start, you know, they get a whole new sense of edge to them yeah like edge to them dude i don't know what it was but like i'm walking and i can't imagine what you would have done in this scenario because granted you went into the atm but this guy was sitting there on the side um this might be a little um earmuffs if you don't want to hear weird things uh this guy had overalls on no underwear and because the overalls were falling off, the overalls were falling off him, and I could see his um, pubic hair, like just oh. out, out, out. Was it was it uh, manicured? No. <laughs> and as I'm walking by, I knew that he was going to comment. Like he wouldn't have commented anything if it was just me, but because I was with these two chicks. He was like, he like starts reaching. Dude, this guy's hammered. He reaches, goes, "Woo, ladies, you want a piece of this, huh? You want a piece of this?" And just up, man. super weird. And like, as I'm walking by, he like jumps at me. He like jumped at me. <laughs> and dude, like, I immediately like went into like pass set, like left tackle, like watch it, man, watch it. I think I said like watch it, big dog. But like, man, the the, the sense of like urgency and like. Really, the set of balls all these homeless have, and like well, that's that's is, in Des Moines, in Detroit, money, a completely different ball game. Imagine the motivation you'd have if, if they don't get money, they're not eating. 
They're starving. You're right. And like, and especially no, like the like, Detroit hustle. Crazy. They always have. They always have. They've. It's it's impressive how like forward thinking they are because they when you're about ready to shut down Plan B or Plan A, they're already thinking of Plan B, Plan C, and Plan D. Like they got it already. Like ready hey man, go. you know the shirts, man. Detroit hustles harder. They all yeah. those homeless man. They probably make a living out there. So this guy goes like, hey, all right, well, can you pay me on cash? I'm like, oh, I don't got cash now. And then, uh, like, he was like about to, uh, he was about to say something, and I like cut him off, like, yeah, okay, I'm just not going. Like, I don't got money for it. <laughs> and so I was like, he's like, all right. And, I, and that was just like what I should have said at the start. But like I said, I just I can't just shut them down. One, what a who is buying forty dollar cologne on the street? Like, I, I understand like you're hustling and everything, but there's got to be a better racket than the forty dollar cologne. Yeah, uh, maybe like his new mixtape or CD, something like that. I've seen that a couple times, or like T-shirts, cologne. Like, if anything, you just you, I wouldn't buy that just for the safety hazard. Like, what am I spraying on myself? <laughs> I mean, it's like I, I guess it's more of like a whale. Like, hey, if I just sell one of these every day, I don't have to get ten different people to give me cash. But if I just sell one, but very true. Like, I just don't. I do not understand it, man. Like, I, you'd be beautiful. He would have been better off just straight up asking me for money, and I would have gave him five bucks right out of my pocket. So, like, um, yeah, see, and that's that's a weird one, too. Like, so we are completely opposite on this because I will never, ever give a homeless money. That sounds awful, but I never will. I mean, like I said, I mean, I'm not sure why I do it. I, it's a guilt thing. It's a not being able to say no thing. It's a little bit of all of it. But here's here's my solution to them. Get a job. Okay, that's easy to say, but a lot of these people do have. Like, there's a reason they don't have it. Like, think about that. There's a reason they are there in the first place. They're not all there. There's something going on. Get with the city and be like, hey, I want a job. God, they would give him. A job. I, I know. On, on paper, it does sound easy, and I don't know. Maybe it for some of them, it probably is that way, where they could. But for a lot of them, there's a reason they're out there. It's just the, the part that gets me is the fakers. The, if the fakers, like, if that wasn't a thing and if they're actually homeless, yeah, I might be a little concerned. But it's the fakers that ruin it. I don't know if there's that many fakers. I mean, we're we're getting we're getting hung up on the details here, but I mean, what, what would make you want to just sit on the street all day? Free money. <laughs> I guess I don't know. It seems like work to me sitting in hundred degree heat. Dude, hug. literally, get this. Um, there's a homeless guy, homeless in quotations, that walks around Des Moines. His name's Jerry. Jerry works a nine to five job, gets off work fucks up his face a little bit and then goes out with a bike and a guitar and a guitar thing and just collects money after his nine to five. He's a, he's an accountant. How do you know that? Um, we have, I've discussed this with him because he comes up to us like asking for like money. Like he's a little like fucked up. And then like when we were like, Jerry, we know your stick, man. He like turns his face like when Ted, like Ted, when like he like comes back to life, he's like, yeah, I'm all fucked up in the face. Um, like, this guy, completely normal, completely normal, accountant, and goes on his way. When when the shtick is up, you just have to say, the shtick is up, Jerry, and he's completely normal. Like, what a faker. What a, like, asshole. 
Isn't yeah. isn't that like one of the weirdest I mean, things yeah, you've ever I heard? That's a that's a probably one out of fifty right there. He this sits outside the bar with with like very vulgar signs towards women, uh, but they're funny towards guys. I'm not going to say them on on the podcast. <laughs> Wow, who knew there was such a uh, Des Moines uh, homeless uh, issue, but all right, we meant to, that's enough on uh, alcohol and, and the homeless uh, pandemic across the United States. Uh, all right, look, we talked about high school football a little bit. The biggest story out of high school football was not Trent Dilfer this past weekend. It wasn't. If you do not know about this story, let me just catch the people up on it. All right, so on Sunday, ESPN aired a high school football game between Florida's IMG Academy and Ohio's Bishop Sycamore. This is hysterical. Anyone who watched this game could see plain as day that IMG Academy is good and Bishop Sycamore is really, really bad. So essentially what happened here is the big like high school kickoff, which let me just be the first to say as a disclaimer, these games are so stupid, man. If you watch them, it's like the biggest joke of high school football. It's literally like every single position player is a Division One player. Yeah, and it's like it's like water. It's like these all star, these like state high school all star teams that like poach all the best players from across the state just so they can play on this stupid like national stage. Dude, it's like watered down college football. It's no, it is, and at the same time, IMG. Like, if you were to go there, one, you have to pay, like, tuition. Like, you're literally in freaking college. And I've actually seen the facilities. They're better than every single Mac school. Yeah, it's, it's like, not even high school football. No, it's like, not. If I'm ESPN, why are you, like, like I'm glad that you guys got burned by yeah. stupid, like, recruiting and, like, college. Like, I'm so sick of the, 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 the rivals and the 24-7 sports and the constant like updates on these guys dude just let them let them live man let them live their high school years out yeah when if they are going to be good believe me we're going to hear about it when they're in college when they're playing on saturday yeah we don't don't need the constant like this guy's like the the thing that cracked me about one of these games that i was watching uh it was like the quarterback for this team was like the 20th ranked uh, like dual threat. Yeah, like, like, like they, about like five million subcategories yeah. of how it's supposed to be. Yep. Yeah, so he was the twentieth ranked dual like dual threat quarterback. Uh, like from the east side. Like it was like the most like minute. I don't even remember what it was, but it was dumb as hell. Minute like category, and he like wasn't even in the top. Like like I said, he was like twentieth in this category. Dual threat option specified <laughs> scrambler. Yeah, like just dumb as hell. Uh, but anyway, all right. So back to the main story. So this game happens. Literally, the score was like sixty to zero, fifty six zero, like forty to zero at halftime. If IMG wanted, they could have won this game by a hundred. But essentially, how this team got this game, they made up that a bunch of their guys are like Division One recruits. Like, like what you see, like essentially that every single guy on this team, every starter, is a Division One recruit. But what's funny, dude, is ESPN just totally was the dumbos. Listen to, like, some of the stats about this team. They, they said it live on air. At, at, like, I, I listened to a sound clip. It was, like, midway through the second quarter. Score is, like, 36 zip. Like, IMG is about to punch in, like, another score to go up, like, 42 zip. Like, midway through the second quarter. Uh, and the, the broadcast, I don't know who the guy's name is, basically said, like, yeah, all these recruits that they have, like, we, before the game, we couldn't, like, verify. None of our recruiting databases had any of these guys in there. Um, last year, this team went 0-6, lost every game by, like, 30 points. 
So ESPN decides, okay, these guys that we can't validate that they are actually like good recruits on this team that went 0-6 last year, we are now going to put these guys on our biggest stage, high school football kickoff, and then we're going to act like it was their fault that they shouldn't have been in this position. Like, how does this happen? Think about that. If this wouldn't have passed the eye test with me or you, it's getting past ESPN. Like, what are those guys doing there? Bunch of, I mean, no offense, um, Matt Burns, bunch of dickwads, man. Bunch of, I mean, I'm sure Matt wasn't, in, I'm sure, I'm sure if Matt was on that, Matt would have caught that. Like, that's yeah, simple. Yeah, it's like, I don't, it's just like, I wonder who was, because, this, dude, think about how many people this would have had to go through. One, all the preparation, all, like, the lead up to this game, like, all the interviews with the team, all the, they're at the practices, they're watching, they're, they're recording, like, features for the game. They're setting up this entire thing, like, before the season even started. How do you, how did none of these things maybe think, maybe we shouldn't, maybe not only is this team, this entire high school, yeah. the funniest part about this, this is like a fake high school. The school does not have a campus. Yeah. They're all online. Let me add, let me add this. I looked up their uh, webpage, and you hit go under, like, you just, like, type it in, and then you go to About Us, and you click it, blank. There's nothing. <laughs> how did these guys get get on ESPN, man. Honestly, you gotta like tip your cap to them. I know. It's like people are getting mad at them. Like, dude, I'd fake it if I get on ESPN too. The fact is you should not be able to fake it. Dude, it's just like you're right, dude. You These these high school D-Zone 24-7 sports <laughs> like all of these, like they're so caught up in, oh, there's so much stats and everything. They didn't even look at the team. This team's jerseys <laughs> Doesn't even have a logo on them. They are black and white. Nike. Dude. Not no last names. No logos. Like literally default straight off the factory line of Nike. <laughs> like, that is, I guess, what, exactly what you what you um you hit the nail right in the head. Like, it, I don't have a problem with the like recruiting sites and the posting of it, but it's the fact that people just go off of those recruiting like. Who's been offered? Who's been offered? Who's offered yet? And that's like how they judge whether a team is good or not. How about yeah. you just watch one of this team's films from last year, the Owen Six team that just became a school last year, and maybe like you'll realize that this is a bunch of doofuses out here running around. Dude, Nike, Nike tops, Russell pants, man, ESPN, <laughs> <laughs> best team in the country, best team in the country, playing on the biggest stage. Wearing Russell pants and Nike jerseys. <laughs> Nike tops. No Nike tops. Russell pants. Yeah, dude, uh, dude, what, what do you think that I would love to have been in this locker room before this game? Like, do you think that they were, like, believing their own hype? Like, dude, this is, like, let's go. Like, no. ESPN, we're about to, like, fall out. No. <laughs> or do they know, like, <laughs> they're getting, they're going to they're gonna get their ass clapped. <laughs> what about IMG? What do you think IMG was thinking, like, looking across the field, like, in warm-ups? Like, what is going on over there? <laughs> Is this the right team, Coach? <laughs> coach, is this the right team, Coach? Coach, are, you, are we sure this is the right, right, right team, huh? Dude, like, it, will, it probably didn't hit them, like, right away. I, I don't think, probably, like, looking across the sideline, they probably, hot take here, they probably didn't figure it out until kickoff when they literally could probably jog to the end zone. Like, like they probably didn't figure it out until, like, they lined up. They game 100-0 if they wanted. Like I'm, I'm just imagining the quarterback like going back, like IMG quarterback going to coach after they make like a forty yard, like a forty yard run, like midline or like a like just like hand it off. <laughs> Looks at coach, 
You want to run it again, Coach? Dude, I don't know. I, I need, like, a 60 minutes, like, 15-minute, like, segment on how this happened. Oh, yeah. Like, what was going on at ESPN? How did this happen? Like, I just don't understand that. How does this happen? Again, I'm going to say it one more time. Nike tops, Russell, Russell pants, man. Russell pants on national television. This was like a primetime slot. This was at, what, like 3.30? Sunday night. Sun, or Sunday. Primetime, right before, no college football on, no nothing on. This is a standalone program on ESPN. Not ESPN 2, not ESPN News, not ESPN 3, ESPN. What an awesome this name, team, too. This team couldn't even win a game in their regular season. Now they're about to take on IMG Academy on ESPN. Dude, they couldn't even stay close. They couldn't even keep it close. I gotta look up this team's schedule from the year before, man. I gotta look this up with my own two eyes and see how this pass through Bishop Sycamore. Dude, what a name, too. Makes zero sense. <laughs> Bishop Sycamore? I feel like they're just trying to, like... I feel like they made the school to, like, try to fake, like, Bishop Gorman. But guess what? It worked. Somehow, somewhere. Sycamore out of Columbus. Okay. Let's see here. Owen Six. The Centurions. Bishop Sycamore Centurions. This All team right, this so team is just like. Ig- so, listen, I'm just looking at this game right off the rip. St. Igna- Ignatius, 3-4 and four record, beat this team 33-6. <laughs> Dude, What? Oh my god! The website also had zero mention of like education at all. It literally was just like an athletics football page. How does that not make sense? There's no like public school. Like it is technically listed as the school, but there's no like direct. Like they're not even under like the the high school like athletic association. Dude, this team scored in one, two, three, four, five, six games. 20, 28, 36, 42 points in six games. Oh, and then uh, I did get that. Another another tidbit on top of that. Um, like, these kids were also, like, wearing, like, not nothing matching undershirts. Where, like, if you're on ESPN, like, you have everything matching, you know, like team bags, everything. And um, <laughs> this guy, like, there's, like, a corner. There's, like, a, a picture of, like, a corner. And he's wearing like red long sleeve underneath, like like probably what he wore like the day before. Wearing underneath his pads. If this literally is like, um, this would be like Owasso. Dude, this is like what cracks me up. Is like, this is what kids do though. They make up these offers, man, and people just run with it like it's like fact. And anyone with a brain or anyone who's played high school football or is somewhat like plugged into social media. And who these guys are, no, it's BS. And all ESPN needed to avoid this was some 20-year-old intern working there who would have saw right through this. Dude, well, not only not only that, um, but just, like, in general, it would be... Dude, they, their whole team, they probably had guys playing, like, both ways against IMG, just getting their ass, like, smacked up and down the field. Well, dude, that was what the, the guy was saying, is that this team, like, he was, like, talking out, like, yeah, this team, uh, you know, I feel bad, like, it's a safety hazard, uh, I'm not, they don't, if they have a couple injuries, they might not have enough guys to, like, finish the game, like, what? Dude, they probably had, like, they probably had, like, 32 players, and they all faked offers, and they bought the coaching on it, saying, we're gonna get on ESPN, 
and the coach probably bought in on it. Dude, they had a, they had a bunch of yo-yos in high school. D-zone yo-yos. All, none of these kids probably have D1 offers, and they probably all said that they're going to, like, Georgia. How smart, man. I'm actually getting – the more and more I think about this, give this team credit. That is unbelievable. Dude, think about how much they fake this. Like they, and of course ESPN like puts out an article like bashing them. No, dude, you just got tricked by a bunch of high schoolers. Alright, I'm I'm reading in deeper. ESPN did not schedule this game. Quote unquote Paragon Marketing Group scheduled the matchup. Alright. Uh yeah, of course. Okay, what kind of article you're reading? Is it from ESPN? Columbus Dispatch. Dude, well, I don't care. That's still ESPN's fault. Oh yeah. <laughs> You got a bunch of pencil pushers sitting in a cubicle scheduling these games. Do you think they know the difference between a five-star and a four-star? I don't know what's going on, man. The, the next time someone asks you, besides, besides, um, you know, our, you know, the person that we know that works for ESPN, um, but anybody else asks you, like, yeah, I work for ESPN. Yeah, you're the dumbass that let Bishop Bishop Griffins play the. <laughs> Listen to this. Best part about this: Paragon president. Rashid Ghazi told Awful Announcing Day he quote-unquote wishes the company had done more due diligence on Bishop Sycamore. Ghazi also said that Paragon was unaware that Bishop Sycamore played a game the night before in Pennsylvania and was scheduled to This <laughs> team is unbelievable. Dude, I don't know if they're just trying to keep the lights on at this like brand new high school or what, but they, dude, they're just playing a million games. Back-to-back games. Wow. Like, how... One in Florida, one in... One in Pennsylvania the next day and one in Florida. Dude. And they lost that game. They lost the game the day before. 19-7. Dude, so they played a game the two days before? They played a game the day before. <laughs> what bastards, man. Dude, the more I think about this, these guys are dogs. Dude, this is a heck of a story. Dude, I mean... Team's losing every game. You might as well make a name for yourself and get on ESPN and get your bucket there. Like I said, dude, leading up, dude, this probably this whole summer they've probably been getting all these girls and all this notoriety. Dude, we're about to be on ESPN in a few weeks. And what's funny is everyone fell for it. Everyone everybody, fell for it. everybody did. <laughs> they thought this team was getting ready to march to a state title. That's what they thought. Dude, it was it was thirty nothing at the end of the second. Like, I just imagine the rival school that's, like, five minutes up the road thinking, dude, what is a – like, what – Oh, yeah. What's going on in the water over there? Yeah. How are they getting this game? No, I, I definitely want to hear, like, an inside source. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, All that's, right, that's pretty crazy. That's, that's uh, pretty Jake crazy. Paul. Wow. Jake Paul, uh, the problem child, shuts everybody in. If you're going to gas him up, I don't want to hear it, dude. Okay, then why shouldn't I gas him up? It, it's it was rigged as hell. How is it rigged? Oh, you just gotta stay stay up for ten rounds, and then guess what? They're gonna raise his hand at the end because they want more money. Showtime wants more money. If Woodley dude, wins, dude, dude you see the punches. If he, like, doubled his punches, Woodley Floyd Mayweathered him, man. Woodley clocked it. Did you not? Did you? He he put him in a he put him in a whirlpool, man. Spin cycle. Did you see him clock him? He didn't go down. Oh, uh, yeah, because he went right up next to him and hugged him. And, uh, oh, yeah, okay, uh, separate. And then he was fine. That's the thing that cracks me up about boxing in general. People 
act like boxing is like you're fighting to the death. Dude, it's like a freaking like little like chess match more than it's actually like swinging at something. I am out on boxing, man. I, I watched a little bit of that Showtime. Like I watched it, uh, just a little bit and then um, couldn't quite watch it anymore. Boxing is not what it was, man. It, it, we grew no. up in the Floyd Mayweather generation, which is... Awful. It's not even like a... It's not even... Awful. It's awful. Not a sport. It's like a who can touch somebody's face the most. Dude, awful. I absolutely hate it. I'm completely out on it. I I do not like the boxing at all. Give me like did I don't know if you watched any other like the other fights, but the, the undercard was actually like pretty entertaining. I watched a little bit of it. Um, Montana Love, this fighter from U.S. His name's Montana Love, and he literally fought. You have to look him up. Look him up. He fought with like. Um, like, like a pelt, a fur pelt on, like on top of his shorts. I don't get, dude, like, I don't know, dude. Give me, if you give me Friday night fights and you give me Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, yeah, I'll tune in, but you're not giving me that. So why would I like there, this whole new era of boxing is a joke. It's an absolute joke and a half. I absolutely was completely out on it after watching a little bit of it last night. Get this, dude. I watched a little bit of the undercard, and I literally shut it off before the main event came out. Well, no, no one cared about the undercard. And let me explain this to you. The reason that Jake Paul is, for all the reasons we said, boxing is such a joke, that's why Jake Paul is needed. He's the only thing that's left of, of this dying business. Well, I a, a, you, even around. a YouTuber, Yu-Gi-Oh!, yeah. Fire dude, you know Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. You should not have acted like he didn't even win. Dude, have you bet against him every fight and lost every time? No, I I didn't even bet on it, dude. I don't care. Like I, I like I I don't care about these boxers. They literally it's like dude, they have like pillows on their they have pillows. Dude, like the the biggest haymaker, dude? Dude, I mean I'm gonna stand by this, but like a quick little right jab or left jab, I could easily stand in there with Jake Paul. No. Dude, boxing is more cardio than anything. Dude, you're gas after the first. You're a rough and rowdy fighter is what you are. You're yeah. I mean, dude, that was seconds. rough and rowdy is like 25 times more entertaining than that because there would be some matches in the actual boxers that they don't throw a punch. They Dude, just, you can't act like Jake Paul's not as entertaining, man. He's talking in the pregame, pre-fight uh, pre uh, conference how he wants to clap um, uh, Tyron Woodley's cheeks because they're so fat. Like, it's just, dude, the guy is, the guy is hilarious. Man. Well, yeah, okay, so that's see? that's why I'm out because um, the pre-fight was more entertaining than the fight. That's, that's why I'm out. Fight, dude. That's every fight, and that's just about every UFC fight, too. Uh, UFC. For some reason, UFC just has it beat by a mile in my Dude, eyes. Dude, that's, that's been Conor McGregor's last five years of his career, man. Yeah, but I don't know, dude. Bringing, like, a robot on stage, I was like, what are you doing? He has, like, a robot on on stage. Like, what? what's the up? The problem bot? The problem bot? <laughs> Sounds like you're really into this. <laughs> Sounds like Rod is, Sounds like Fats is... The guy is winning me money every single fight, man. Every fight he wins. Because it's rigged. They're not going to let him lose, dude. If you let him lose, that's that literally is like taking out a kingpin, man. Like, that is the guy that gets you views. If he's not in it, no one is paying any money for Woodley. Zero money. 
There's a reason he wins every time. There's a reason Logan Paul wins every time. The Paul brothers, man. If they don't, if they don't win, then boxing is nothing. So why do you think they keep winning? Dude, this is the first time it's went to a decision. It's the first time. No one's arguing. No one's even arguing the decision. Yeah, real, real decision, man. Who really had to fight for this one? Wow. Yep. Guess what? Tyrone Woodley. Hey, Jake Paul gives him a ring. Hey, Tyrone, man, hey, uh, you want to go home with uh, $40 million? Yeah, let's just go the distance, and uh, they'll raise my hand, you get $40 million. All right, see you, man. There you go. That's not how it goes. All right. That's not I'll go how to my, I will go to my grave on that, dude. What a, what a, dude, have Jake Paul step in the ring with, like, a in-the-prime Mike Tyson, and Mike Tyson beats his dick in the ground. Well, no shit. No one's saying that. Probably Literally, like, 20 seconds. The- Whatever weight class he's even in right now, he would get his ass whipped probably by the number one boxer. But here's the thing. He is not doing that. He's fighting these guys who – and it's funny how guys like you, when he first jumped into this, dude, Ben Askren, get him any UFC fighter, dude, he's going to kick his ass. As soon as he whipped Ben Askren's ass, everyone then said, oh, fight a real boxer, dude. I thought you were a pro boxer. Then he fights Woodley, a legit UFC fighter. Kicks his ass. No, he's now, a washed-up UFC fighter. <laughs> he is – dude, here's the thing. And he, he, this is what Logan Paul did not do. Logan Paul went for the one big cash grab. Now no one gives a shit about Logan Paul's fight because he's lost. He's already lost. No one cares. You couldn't even beat Floyd Mayweather, who's 50 pounds less than you, dude. Jake Paul is doing it smart, where each fighter he fights is like a little, like 1% better than the last. I'm not saying, I'm not saying the business part of it. Like, he's a, they're both freaking geniuses. But all I'm saying is that, like, the second that they go away, Boxing goes away. Right, right. And, and I just am not into watching YouTubers beat washed up fighters. When are they going to go after, like, when? you have to agree with me on this. When are they going to go after, like, I don't know, like, the, the, I don't know if you saw, like, the heavyweight guy. Like, the heavyweight that was, um, that was fighting last scary. night. Oh, no, no, there's another one that is going to. He's gonna beat Tommy Fury's ass. Um, well, here's the thing. So dude, I don't care. I don't care. I don't. I no, don't. No, no, no. Here's the thing. People like you, who every time one of these UFC guys come around, thinks that this is the one that's gonna kick his ass. Do you not realize that, regardless of what you think of Jake Paul, he's been going hard at boxing for three years. For three years, this is what he's been doing. He's been training his nuts off. For three years. And these Ben Askren guys who walk out with a beer gun or Tyrone Woodley who thinks that just because he goes and works with Floyd Mayweather for a month that he's going to kick Jake Paul's ass. Dude, it's not going to happen, man. This guy is working his ass off at this and he's actually like pretty good. And so if you think that these little wash-up UFC fighters are that, like, like Dylan Dennis, Dude, Dylan Dennis is maybe the most annoying guy. And I love Conor McGregor and I used to be on Dylan Dennis' side. But, dude, Dylan Dennis, every time there's something about Jake Paul, this guy is in the comment section. Comment section. Talking about how oh, he would, like, kick these guys' ass. Dude, I guarantee it, if that fight ever happened, you would be just like these Woodley guys. Where you think that just because you have gotten your balls whipped in the octagon, that you, like, are tougher than everyone else in the world. Whereas Jake Paul, who, you know, I, he's blue-collar, man. Blue-collar. Start your grind. Dude. Ohio <laughs> Ohio May, dude, he is shoving it up all the haters' asses, and I'm here for it. And dude, it, it, I'm the, gonna be here, here for it until he loses. Here's this: I'll, I'll I'll leave you with this. The one fight I'll tune in for 
is Logan Paul versus Jake Paul. Throw that one in there. I'd love to see both no, of them get their ass kicked. They, that would ruin it. Maybe that's like the last fight of their career. But no, you don't do that right now. You keep what you're doing, which is now now that he beat Tyron Woodley, don't rematch this guy. You have nothing to lose. You have nothing to gain from rematching this dude. Okay, so if Go you're Jake Paul, guy. who's your next? Who's your next fight? Go to as uh, some guy who's currently in the UFC who's. Uh, who has a history in wrestling. That's what you do. Same thing. Now you go up to the guy who's a current UFC fighter. Then from there you go to the um, the UFC fighter who is a striker. Then you go to the washed-up boxer. Then you go from the washed-up boxer to the actual real boxer. Then if you win that, then you go to McGregor. Or just jump right to McGregor, dude. Kick McGregor's ass. I'm so McGregor is... Uh, is a phony just like this guy is right now. McGregor wasn't that five years ago, but at this point, that's what McGregor is. It would be, I mean, McGregor, that would be like almost like fighting May, like Mayweather. Like, I feel like you can't get a bigger pull than McGregor. So I, that's like contradicting what you're saying. No, here's the thing. But McGregor is a UFC washout. That's what he is. He, Jake Paul is bigger than that guy. McGregor looks like a flight weight or a, a, a Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't even want it, dude. I, they that should not happen because I wouldn't even tune in for that. Because dude, I'm telling you, that would be a lot better a fight than people are willing to admit. Conor McGregor, the bad, most biggest badass on the planet, is going to be in a dog fight with Jake Paul within the next year. Mark my words. Here's the thing. I, I'm not saying he probably wouldn't beat him, but. What I'm saying is, that's, business-wise is great, but, like, entertainment and, like, my interest, completely out. How does that not grab your interest? Conor McGregor, the baddest guy on the planet, is about to get his butt whipped by a YouTuber who picked up the sport. Okay, now, I, I would, let me redact that. I would definitely tune in for that, just because I'm a season ticket holder and anything McGregor does. Nothing to do with Jake Paul. Can you? I will say this. Can you imagine the lead-up, dude? That would be the best press conferences you've ever seen, man. Yeah, it would. It would. But here's the, is you the really think Jake Paul would beat him, huh? I, now, I don't know if he'd beat him, but it's, dude. I mean, Logan Paul went the distance with Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather knocked out Conor McGregor. He knocked him out. Logan Paul went the distance with Mayweather. McGregor also had Mayweather on the ropes. You forget about that fight. McGregor didn't have no one on the ropes. Man. He did. He did a couple rounds. No, a couple rounds. He stunned him like twice. <laughs> Still got knocked out. Logan Paul lasted longer than he did, man. No, he didn't get knocked out. He went ten rounds with him. Logan Paul throwing rough and rowdy punches went the distance. Dude, Logan Paul isn't even good, dude. Jake Paul is ten times better than Logan Paul. I that this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. They. Both don't gain my interest. Dude, I'm telling you, man. There's a reason you're making millions on these fights, man. You are in the minority. I, I talk about first take after this fight. This morning, I'm watching him on first take getting talked about. This guy is the biggest thing in boxing right now. Which, like, I don't, I mean, I get how, but, like, man. Like, go fight a, a contender. Dude, I I love it because all the MMA hardos, this guy is just cramming it up to them, man. Cramming it right up their behinds. Well, here's a dude. He didn't like. Yeah, he did throw a lot of punches. He did. I I, I honestly think he probably beat him. But man, I just don't. I can't 
quite get on their freaking wagon yet. I just it's it just I, seems it, too fake for me. Yet. I don't know. It's, dude, here's the thing. He's training. He's working his balls off. Gotta gotta give him gotta tip your yeah. That's more than Ben Askren is willing to do. You're right. And this I think both like this has been the most real fight so far for Jake and Logan. Both. Yeah. And that's what I mean, is every step of the way, he takes one more step. It just keeps, dude, like I said, I'm in until he loses. I'm 100% in until he loses. I can't wait for the next fight. I'm in until he loses. When do, what do you, who do you, okay, you still haven't given me a name. Who's he going to fight? I, I, dude, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if it's this Tommy Fury guy. I don't know if he. Dude, if he steps in the ring with Fury, he's done though, man. I think, like I said, I think it's going to be one more UFC guy. And then I think he's probably from there. He'll go to an actual boxer. Do so who's the rematch? Who's the do the rematch? The only the, reason they do the rematch is for money. Yeah, but so who's the UFC guy? I don't. I, dude, I don't know. It, I didn't know who Tyrone Woodley was until he was in press conferences with Jake Paul. I, I don't know. This is how much I pay attention. I literally thought it was the Raiders. Tyrone Woodley. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. Uh, so any closing thoughts on Jake Paul before we wrap that up and get to our last segment? Um, good luck, man. Probably won't be paying attention, but I will figure it out. I'll um, get updated by Fats. Can't wait, man. Can't wait for your fight, man. I can't wait to watch the undercard and then flip you off. I <laughs> can't wait, man. You know what's funny is you texted me before this Jake Paul fight. You said Woodley was going to kick his ass. I did you think don't know he what was. The fuck you're talking about, I did think That's he was. Learning. I, I literally thought he was. Jake Paul. <laughs> you you couldn't you, you could not wait to uh you could not wait to let me know that. People have been betting dude I'm, I, when I see an opening I take it. People have been betting against Jake Paul with their heart and not their head. How much dude, did you win? Uh 50 bucks at the end of the day. I'm not going to like it's a million dollars but dude that's a Anytime you're in the positive, it's you have right to celebrate. And when everyone was giving me shit, like I said, I'm, I'm number one on the Jake Ball bandwagon. I'm number one, for better or worse. And when he loses, I'm sure I'll hear the brunt of it. But and while he keeps winning and keeps stacking the millions, I'm going to be number one rooting for this guy. I don't know, man. I, okay, I mean, I respect it. I can't, like, not respect it. But, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll revisit this topic uh, maybe I'll be. I may be more involved in it. It would depending on this next. Uh, he's fight. not going nowhere. He's not going nowhere, man. Believe me, he's not going anywhere. You're gonna hear about him a lot more in the next few months. So we'll see what happens uh, with this next fight. And then. All right, moving on real quick. Let's talk about week zero of college football before we give a little bit of a preview of week one. Uh, biggest storyline, man. Uh, Nebraska and Illinois. Brett Bielma. Um. Big Ten coaching legend. Let me. I'm just going to name this off before you go in and argue this. Here are his seasons at Wisconsin. 2006, 12 wins, one loss. 2007, 9 and 4. 2008, 7 and 6. 2009, 10 and 3. 2010, 11 and 2. 2011, oh. 11 and 3. 2012, 8 and 5. Dude, this guy is a winning machine. If he does not leave for the Arkansas job, for all I know, he is literally collecting Big Ten. He had three Big Ten championships at that time as well. Uh, if he hadn't left, he, they might be Ohio State right now. No. God, no. Bilma? Bilma. Dude. So, here's the thing with it. They played Nebraska. 
the whole fan base, the Red Sea, is calling for Scott Frost's throat. That team is awful. That quarterback, I don't know. Uh, Adrian Martinez, I don't know how he got to Nebraska. I don't know how he's played for Nebraska. I don't know how he's playing Division One. That might be the worst quarterback play I have ever seen in a Division One football game. He was missing people by literal feet. Like, literal feet. Overthrew four touchdowns. And this this Nebraska team is absolutely awful. They're going to be – they're the new Rutgers of the Big Ten. They absolutely suck. So why have it to Scott Frost, man? Because we can all act like he's like this idiot coach. Dude, he was the number one coaching candidate coming out of UCF. Dude, he turned UCF into like a top three team in the country. He, he can't just be a total idiot. I think it's Nebraska, man. It, it could be. just not the smartest. It could be. Polini. Never lost more than, never won less than nine games, and they said, see ya. Never lost more than nine, never won less than nine games. Nebraska, Texas, and Michigan are in this, like, weird old-timer boosters expecting 15 wins a year, and none of it ever happens, and then the, a good coach gets canned. Those, yeah. the, those are three great programs, great 1980s, 90s programs that seem like they think that they're still like gods. And that's what is like, I guess, is the scariest thing about Scott Frost is it's not like he took over for like, it's not like he came in like Jim Harbaugh did and Michigan was had was like four and, and uh, seven or whatever they were yeah. radio last year. No, this was a nine win team when he took it over. Yeah. He's, I don't, I don't know what happened, but he just maybe lost his confidence. Um, we've seen it before. We've seen it before with, with Michigan coaches. Rich Rod comes in, shits to bed. Um, Brady Oak comes in, shits to bed. Uh, Harbaugh comes in, shits to bed. I, I can go on and on and on. Some coaches are just, they're just better elsewhere. And maybe it just wasn't the right, wasn't the right fit. Um, just wasn't the right fit at all. Like I, two coaches. I mean, I agree with you. If he would have stayed at Wisconsin. Oh Yeah. Bielma's a freaking Bielma's up there, but there's there's a there's a line of coaches that I don't know why they left where they were perfect spots. Chip Kelly, I know, dude, Oregon. Why did Bielma leave? Chip Kelly, Oregon. Why did he leave? Bielma, Wisconsin. Why did he leave? Like those are two right off the top of my head. Why did those guys think that they could go elsewhere when they had a very successful, very successful program at a high level? Scott Frost. Would have been in the. He would be in the middle of creating the next Boise State if he had stayed at UCF. Oh yeah, like UCF, Herman, Houston, another one. Like I mean, clearly it's for the paycheck is why they do it, but it's just crazy, man. In Nebraska, like you said, just like Michigan, they think that that team they should be Alabama, and no, the best case scenario they're both Pelini. They're That's in the same are. category, are they not? In the exact same category. <laughs> Dude, they are. I'd almost rather be Nebraska. And then, no, I would not want to be Nebraska. That is just the worst team to root for ever. I would, there's a lot of other teams. There's a lot of other teams. Um, but man, 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 man. You know what? I'm just excited we're talking about this right now. College football, man, it's back. It is back. I'm so excited. Of college football, week one. 
Uh, let me just roll through some of the biggest games on the slate if you are if you sleep in a freaking barn. Uh, starting at noon on Fox, Penn State, number 19, versus at 12, Wisconsin. Uh, at 3.30 on ABC, Alabama, number 1, versus number 14, Miami. I say that like it's going to be a good game. Alabama's a 18.5-point favorite. They're probably going to end up winning that by 40. Yeah. Uh, 3.30 on BTM. It's funny that this is a BTN game because it's a hell of a game, man. Uh, number 17, Indiana, versus number 18, Iowa. Yeah. Iowa, 4.5 favorites. Uh, moving on, Texas, somehow ranked. Dude, they're the classic Michigan. That's they are. Glad Michigan is not ranked this year. Yeah, Unlocked, thank the freaking Lord. Michigan. Thank the Lord, dude. And guess what? Hot take. They're not going to be ranked. Yep. Uh, number 21, Texas, versus number 23, Louisiana. Uh, then the nightcap for the best game is uh, Georgia, number five, at number three, Clemson, Duke's Mayo Classic. But, all right, let's get into, oh, and then on Sunday, I love this about week one. I football. love it as they well. They have the Friday night game. They have, they have one, like, good power five Friday night game. They have the whole slate on Saturday. And then Sunday, they always have one little – like uh, last little game. You're missing. You're missing. You're missing this week's a Thursday. There's a Thursday night game. What's the Thursday night game? Ohio State, Minnesota. Yep. <laughs> Gotta love it. I, I love college football, big, dude. Gotta I love the Big Ten. For everything the Big Ten has done wrong in basically allowing the SEC to become a super conference, one thing they did do right was they came out swinging week one schedule. They did. They came out swinging. They. They really they, did. They, they, Oh, think about it. And you didn't even mention the other one that we're going to, I mean, me and you would definitely be tuned into it. Um, Northwestern Michigan state. Oh yeah. I'm getting into, let's just, let's just talk about that one right now. All right. Uh, so this line has came out Northwestern minus 13 and a half. Expect this what? to go up all the way to 14 by game time. I got seven and a half. I got a seven and a half. Uh, Did I'm I strike right gold? No, you would not have striked gold. You would have. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a little bit off. That's probably why I had it marked down. Let's see here. MSU versus Northwestern. I, oh, uh, yeah. I'm wrong or are you wrong? No, I don't know. I mean, you're looking it up. DraftKings Nation. Let's see here. Okay, yeah, I was totally way off. Uh, minus six. Northwestern's minus six. Okay. Yeah. So this totally changed my pick. Okay. I thought it was Northwestern minus 13 and a half. It's Northwestern minus six, a.k.a. Hammer Northwestern. Yeah! Not even dude, close. I mean, Michigan, State, Michigan State is, dude, they are riding a, beating a, maybe the worst college football team ever assembled last year in Michigan. They act like they won the Super Bowl with that game. Dude, this team, Mel Tucker hasn't shown me shit. Michigan State hasn't shown me shit. Dude, I, dude. Can't, I can't forget that they beat them. Dude, what? How did they beat them? <laughs> Dude, do you remember how bad Michigan was? How did they beat them, dude? This team beat Michigan last year. Dude, they're horrible. They're both horrible. But like I said, dude, if you're looking at last year as like some validation that Mel Tucker is going to be one health coach, dude, he hasn't shown us a thing yet. No. Guess what? We're going to find out. Week one, and that's why I love this matchup. Northwestern is the perfect barometer for whether you're a good school or not. Or you're a it good is. team or not. It is. They, they are. The they really team. are. They lose, to the, they lose to the good teams, and they beat the bad ones. So if you lose to Northwestern, you know you're bad. Um, hot take here. I think Northwestern makes a run. So that's exactly what I'm looking at. I'm leaning. The fact that it's... All right. You I, think... You, I, you, hot take. I think Northwestern makes a run at the Big Ten Championship. I do. I mean, they've done it. They did that what two, three years ago. Uh, would not shock me. I mean, Pat Fitzgerald. Pat Fitzgerald has the Cole 
in the train, and they are moving. I know. That's why I love this. I love this pick. The fact that it's that, that you're getting, if they just win by one score, you're winning. I, I love this pick, man. I'm telling you, Michigan State has not shown us a thing. Northwestern, Pat Fitzgerald, you know what you're getting year in, year out. If, if all I have to bet on is that they're going to win by one touchdown, um, give me Northwestern until the cows come home. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, question for you. So, with it, I mean, I agree. I, I mean, to add on to what you're saying, yeah, I think Northwestern, I, I got them at minus seven and a half. I'm not going to lock anything in yet, but that's, I mean, that's where I'm kind of leaning. That's going to be also my, um, I don't know what we're going to call it. We got to call it something like Fast Stacks Lock or Fast Track. Um, like fast Track, the Fast Track. This is, a, this is your Fast Lane game. Fast Lane. This is the Fast Lane game this week. You want to be in the Fast Lane. Northwestern. Minus seven and a half, minus six, right? You can get it at fast lane, yo yo, fast lane game, yo yo bets, fast bets, fast sex bets, fast lane bets, Northwestern minus seven and a half. No brainer. That's a no freaking brainer there. Uh, All right. Well, we're, we're in agreement on that. Um, I love that pick. My lock of the week. I'll throw that out right now before I throw some of my other picks. Sneaky, sneaky. Really, really good game uh, this week. LSU. At UCLA, LSU, three and a half point favorites. Dude, I am, I'm in on the Chip Kelly. Yeah, uh, train. me too. I, I'm loving this guy. Uh, they looked damn good against Hawaii Week One. I get it, it's against <laughs> Hawaii. I'm so anti. I, I love Coach O. I wish he was better, but he caught lightning in a bottle with the uh, 2019 LSU team. I mean, they had the best quarterback in college football history, arguably. They had the best coordinator in the entire country. They had playmakers all over the field like clearly the guy can recruit but now that that sort of has worn off and they don't have like the best recruiting class in the country by a mile i think that they're gonna they're gonna be shocked uh 8 30 p.m saturday night ucla four point underdog ucla this if this was a home game if this was in death valley oh give me lsu day and oh yeah but they are two different teams home and away ucla chip kelly he is one hell of a coach i've never sold my stock on chip kelly i've always thought he was a good coach and he's finally got a pretty good, damn good team. And this is their coming out party. I'm telling you, UCLA is going to be like the Utah from the Michigan yep, year. Yep. Maybe, like, they're going to be that Pac-12 team that comes out of nowhere and wins 10 games and it isn't, isn't a BCS Bowl game at the end this, of the This pick makes me nervous just for the fact that I would take this pick hands down at any point in any other team besides LSU. But Co- – Coach O will always, forever, have those Tigers ready to play every single week. And that scares me because he's a motivating coach. So, like, he's going to be saying all the right things. Some of these other coaches, like, you put them up against literally, like, Florida. I'd rather take a UCLA pick plus three over Florida than I would, like, LSU. You see what I'm right. saying? Like, because Coach O is just going to have these guys rumbling, pumbling, like, ready to go. Because he's, he's a motivating coach. He, they don't start off slow ever and like i'm telling you man i'm with you you. i want lsu i want to pick lsu i want to do it we're gonna look back on this lsu like tenure and like almost like how we look back on less miles like how the hell did they win a uh, national championship you're right i'm telling you that's exactly how we're gonna look back on coach o in this lsu and this is the start of the downfall his seat is gonna be red hot and i love coach o i wish that wasn't the case but lsu without a doubt without a doubt they're covering I, I do throw money on the money line as well. This is is it plus three? Kelly's it's only plus down. three. It's only plus three. Uh, four, four plus four. Man, man, 
I if that if that line was at like seven, dude, bank at home, hundred bucks. But it's not. Um, that's a great pick, though. That's a sneaky great pick. I love it. Uh, we'll just kind of alternate. You want to just keep alternating? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Thursday, Thursday night. I know, like we just talked about it, but Ohio State. I hate picking Ohio State, but they make me money every freaking year. It's minus fourteen against Minnesota. This is another one of those yeah. LSU teams, like where Minnesota was good for a couple of years, but they lost everybody. Um, it's a night game. Ohio State is going to beat them by like forty-five points. So PJ Fleck, another one of those coaches that had it like it kind of made in the shade at Western. Yeah, and another one. Add him to the list. Add him to the list. Is an idiot. Yeah, it looks like an idiot as soon as he goes to Minnesota. Yeah, add him to the list, man. He's Chip Kelly. This this is going to be an a going ongoing list all year when we think of these people. So who do we have right now? We have uh, Chip Kelly at Oregon. <laughs> We have Tim uh, Kelly, Oregon, Scott Frost, Scott Frost UCF. Who else? Um, Bielma. Yeah, Bielma. Um, I had no. What was another one? I had. I had. Um, what was the other one? Uh, we just. Uh, we just I, said I, it. I don't know. We just said it. I don't know. Who that was? PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like oh. the ongoing list: Chip Kelly, Scott Frost, Bielma, PJ Fleck. Um. Yeah, there you go. Bingo. There's four right now, but we're just going to keep adding to that. Um, but, yeah, absolutely, Ohio State's going to win by, like, 45. Um, they have, like, superhumans on their team. Like, I am already, like, shaking in my boots when they play Michigan. I hope Michigan just, like, cancels again because they're going to get their ass reamed. Um, so, that's my pick. Ohio State minus 14. I love that pick. Uh, what's your next one? I love that pick, too. I mean, there's really nothing else to say, man. They, If they're playing a Big Ten opponent and it's not a spread of 28 or more, just hammer Ohio State. Yeah, I, yep. I, you're going you're gonna to win that 9 out of 10 times. Yep. Um, all right, I, I got uh, Indiana plus 4.5 4. versus Iowa. Give me this pick, man. Okay, love, that's a little – I'm on the I'm on the line on that one, so why? No. Penix Jr., flat out can ball. This cat can ball. They got playmakers all over the field, wideouts, running backs – studs uh the head coach absolute stud in his own right i love this guy alan burst onto the scene last year with these like post game like speeches as they were in the middle of this like winning streak the guy knows what the hell he's doing um the line like it seems like it does not seem like why is indiana an underdog like i I, the, the line makes no sense to me and when there's smoke there's fire generally i would like stay away from this like clearly vegas knows something i don't but I don't know, man. Just looking at this, like, give me Indiana all day. I don't. Iowa is the same Iowa every year. You're right. And if you're a somewhat decent Big Ten team, you beat them every year. Now like this is this is also something to look for look look into. Um, Iowa might be looking past Indiana because they have a huge Week Two matchup with Iowa State. Uh, that's going to be probably a top ten matchup. So they're probably right, so looking for. They're probably looking I'll, past them. That's a great speaking pick. Speaking of which, speaking of which, my final pick: Northern Iowa. Plus 37.5 versus Iowa State. Dude, Iowa State, I'm calling it now, fraud alert. They are losing one of the first three weeks. They are losing one of the first. Anytime your quote-unquote like best player is your running back in the big two. Dude, you could, we could throw you out there with vapor, vapor, Nike vapor carbon cleats uh, at a mouth guard, and you would rush for 1,500 yards. <laughs> like, that's just a fact. Dude, if, you, if you're if you're like 
saving grace is some running back in the Big 12, you have some glaring, glaring weaknesses. Dude, they telling, are very they good. They're going to get exploited. They're going to get exploited. One of the, anytime there's like one of these newer teams onto the scene, like like a Utah or a Iowa State or like a Washington, like a team that you're like, how the hell are they like top seven? They always lose. Oklahoma State, it does this every year. Washington, every Washington. Year. Oklahoma State is the exact thing I'm thinking of. Like two or three years ago, they were like, this is the finally the year. And when you know it, one or two weeks in, they lose some shootout to some scrub it up team. That is exactly what's going to happen to Iowa State this year. And here's the thing about Northern Iowa. They were horrible last year, uh, three and four in like the spring season yeah. that they played. But dude, they played these Iowa teams. Like those Iowa boys, man, they're just built different. Like they could be going against the freaking if the NFL had Iowa. If the like, let's say there was a Green Bay Packers in Iowa. Like this Northern Iowa squad would be, they'd be having bloody noses and they'd be right there scrapping until the very end against this team. Dude, I'm telling you, I love this pick. I don't know how they're a forty point underdog. I really don't. They are going to be in a dog fight. Mark my words. Okay, I mean, I'm marking your words, man. But we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, <laughs> they are, they, like this is exactly how this game will go. I'm not saying that Iowa State's going to lose, but at halftime, you're going to be seeing on the bottom ticker. It's going to be like 14-14 at half. And that's all you like, need. That's all you need. That's all you need. You just need them to stay alive for half, and they are going to maybe they'll lose by 21, but it's going to be a game where. Uh, like if you're a Iowa State fan, you're you're looking at the next game and you're going, oh shit! You're right. We are so like we are like it's it's, it's the Michigan syndrome. We have it happen to us every year. Game number one where we win, but we look horrible, and you just know that it's like we see what's coming down. Like I guess Western Michigan, it'll happen this year against Western Michigan. We are going to see some glaring weaknesses, and you just know. Here's another. I didn't want to throw this pick out. I don't want to be the cynical Michigan fan, but mark my words, man. Western plus eighteen and a half. Oh, might be a sneaky good pick. I don't hate it, but here's the thing: Western, dude. Western is not like a classic Mac school, dude. In these big games, they, they get their do. Butt they do. Time. They do get their ass kicked. I agree. I agree. Like Michigan State, like two years ago, in Michigan State, like D'Antonio's last year, when State was horrible, smoke uh, Western was like the best they've been in like five years. Yeah, smoke. Dude, they got blitzed by forty. Yeah, like, they just they that coach. I don't know what it is about him, but he does not know how to get. Other than that, like other than just like the Mister like Michigan versus Western, or like Western versus any big one. Other Mac schools like actually perform very well in the first couple weeks. They usually win one, like a big one. So just throwing that out there. But here's my sneaky pick. Um, that's a good pick. I like the NI or the Northern Iowa pick. Um, I'm going. It's our old faithful. The uh, Fats have made a lot of money on this team. Um, the Army Black Knights. Wow, wow, wow. What a freaking bet this would be. Saturday at noon Eastern, they play Georgia State and their underdogs plus four. All they got to do is do exactly what they do is run the ball, run the ball. They score twice, and guess what? The game's already over because the ball never goes out of bounds. Plus four, they don't get blown out. That's This team does not get blown out because the, they keep the possession of the ball for literally like a whole quarter. So... Plus four, that's the easiest bet of my life. They score one time, game over. They win. What do you think about that? The only thing that worries me is that Georgia State is like a read option heavy run team. Like like they're like the Ravens of college football. Like they are 
downhill running themselves. Doesn't matter. I mean, dude, it's Army. It also worry me the fact that most teams, when they play Army, they have like a week of prep. Dude, Georgia State's had the whole offseason to prep. Doesn't matter. Still Army. Hey, uh, it's a stay away for me, but it's a stay away. I, it's flat out. Okay, now, okay, here, here's the one. I mean, obviously, the, the one that everyone's kind of thinking about. Georgia-Clemson. Um, I don't know if you've seen the line on it. I think it's like three. Yep, I'm pretty sure Clemson by three, yep. Yeah, so, well, I mean, everyone wants to hear the pick on it. Kind of the last yeah, one. Gotta, yeah, what do you What do you think? I mean, I'm I probably going to stay away from it. it. I probably won't bet it. But if you were to bet it, what are you thinking? You got to go Clemson. I mean, just yeah. until, until Clemson proves you wrong, you, you don't bet against them in these big games. This is also – with Georgia, Kirby Smart can recruit, but, dude, I'm not sold on him as, a, like, an in-game X's and O's coach. Who's, dude, I mean, who's, George, who's Georgia's quarterback? I don't know. can tell you. I mean, but here's all you need to know about Kirby Smart. The guy couldn't pick Justin Fields over Jake Fromm. You're right. Couldn't, couldn't make the hard decision. Couldn't make the cutthroat decision that needed to happen. Also, um, I do know who Clemson's quarterback is. It's that um, the backup for Ooh, Trevor Lawrence, and he's he's already had big game experience. So maybe, and this is a home game for him, maybe he balls out. I might go Clemson. Clemson is just like Bama, man. They just reload every year. I don't, I don't know who these guys are. I will at the end of the year, but believe me, you're going to find out who they are on Saturday night. That's the thing. They, they, they might be pretty good. Clemson is uh, early favorite. In a lot of games. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I mean, dude, college football is back. What more can you say? Like I said, the game is the circle has sneaky good games. I mean, Notre Dame versus Florida State, LSU versus UCLA, and Michigan State, Notre Dame, or Michigan State, Northwestern. Those could be the three games of the week. Um, you know, college football is back. We have to we'll maybe go back and see how our picks went. Last thing maybe we do, um, who's in the playoffs? Top four. Put, it, put them out there right now. Who's in it? I feel like, dude, this is such a stupid – it's like the same three teams. Everyone's got the same teams. Alabama, Clemson, um, who is even the number two team? Oklahoma. Yeah, Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Notre Dame, man. And okay. Like, I, I feel like stu- – I don't – the predictions are so stupid, man, because it's like – it's literally the same three every year, and then people take some flyer on the fourth team. Like, it even matters. Dude, if somehow, some way, Cincinnati can go undefeated – undefeated. And the, they will. If, if Cincy goes undefeated – and um, and there's a two loss like SEC school. They get in. They have to get it. No, Cincy, dude. Cincy controls their destiny, dude. They play Notre Dame and I know uh, one other big time like if they so can they win, win beat Notre Dame. Yep, like they're in. I know. So enough of the excuses, man. Enough Just with the excuses. Uh, can we finally get a power like a group? Can one of these group of five teams that we hype up every offseason actually step it up? Win? Step it up. <laughs> I love it. All right. We're on a little long. That's a great uh, Fast X pod preview in week one college football. Got to love it, man. Uh, it's great to be back in the pod. It's great to be back in college football field. Uh, any closing thoughts for us before you wrap Send us out? No, uh, that's pretty much that. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Um, if you want our, you know, official picks, follow us both on um, on Twitter. Uh, every week there will be a Yo-Yo blog coming out, Yo-Yo Bets. Uh, week one, week two, all the way through the end uh, to show the bets and maybe a little blurb of why Yo-Yo picked it. And uh, Fats will probably be firing off his picks as well. So uh, just enjoy it. Enjoy that we haven't even started it. You just clicked the seatbelt on and you are in for a 17-week 
road trip and you're gonna absolutely love it a lot of stops on the way it's a roller coaster i can't wait college football's back and better than ever so that's all i got drop it down on it let me get a couple bands drop it down on it